We're getting closer and closer to the Culture Proof Conference 2024, and we could not be more excited. Yes, it's a great time for the whole family, a great time of ministry. Mothers, fathers, uncles, aunts, grandparents, <laughs> everybody, the kids. We have uh, something for them as well. Of course, we have the Culture Proof Kids, Culture Proof Teens. It's going to be led by Maria Hamilton, the third, the third. <laughs> and also Mark and Amy Warren. And so, That's right. man, the kids are going to be equipped, and you can have some great discussions discussion and conversation with them as you head back home. We are so excited. This year's conference is hosted by Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, Tennessee. When registration opens, you will be among the first to know. If you go to cultureproof.net, make sure you join our email list because we are going to blast out open registration to that list first. So go to cultureproof.net. Make sure that you stay connected. We're super excited about our guests who are all joining to talk about one thing, Mm. resistance the cultural trends that rival the truth. We're going to be talking about the ways that we can remain culture-proof from Mm -hmm. scientific apologetics, biblical apologetics, cultural apologetics. How do we live in this world as faithful followers of Christ? We're going to target every age group, so make sure you show up and bring your entire family. Yes, we're going to have a great lineup of speakers, which you'll be able to view their bios on the website, cultureproof.net. Once you go on, Abraham Hamilton III, Miki Addison, we're going to have Dr. Jason Lyle, Dr. Kathy Cook, and others. It's going Dr. To be great. Renton Rathbun, Dr. Lee Brand. We are super excited. Dr. Turin Dames. Mm-hmm. I feel like by next conference, I'm going to also have my doctorate just because <laughs> it kind of flows. Anyway, hey. we're super excited about what the Lord is doing, and we want you to join us. The Culture Proof Conference happening July 18th through the 20th at Faith Baptist Church in Bartlett, Tennessee. Stay connected because more information about that is rolling out just around the corner. You're going to find that at cultureproof.net, cultureproof.net. Make sure you join the email list. We can't wait. Culture Proof is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. If you've come to homeschooling or you're thinking of homeschooling to preserve a solid biblical worldview in your children, you should consider the curriculum we trust to help with biblical worldview formation. BJU Press Homeschool is here for you and with you as you center Christ in the education of your kids. Visit our friends today at BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com, the premier sponsor of the Culture Proof podcast. Thank you for listening to Culture Proof. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And today we are talking about privilege, which you would think that, you know, maybe we should not be still talking about privilege. Maybe maybe it would be one of those things that's kind of played out and everybody knows that this is just a ploy to make us all hate (laughs) ourselves and one another. Um, But as it is, that is not the case. And Mm -hmm. the reason we're talking about it is because there was a recent headline that kind of, which is really interesting. Let me say this. There's a headline that came across my radar because there was a retraction of this um, accusation that Christians have privilege or that Christians are privileged in America. Mm. And uh, I didn't know that there was that original accusation 
else I would have celebrated it because like, <laughs> right. yeah, like, yeah, Christians yeah. do have privilege. Um, <laughs> as it is though, I learned about this story because the person who, um, rightly recognized that Christians are privileged. <laughs> we have to get into that. Um, then retracted the statement, which is a bummer because like <laughs> we are privileged and I'm going to show you from God's word that Christians have what we call Christ privilege. That's I know right. that there's this talk about white privilege and cisgender privilege and all of these things that people have made up to destroy this country. Um, but there's one thing I do agree with them on, um, at least most recently here, that Christians have privilege. Yeah, it's being in Christ is a privilege in itself. Mickey, you should have wore you should have wore your uh, Christ privilege. I should have worn my Christ privilege shirt. <laughs> oh my goodness! And unfortunately, we can't tell our listeners to go to the website and buy their Christ privilege T shirts because some. they are all sold out. <laughs> They're all sold um, out. Yeah. Anyway, and they have been for a while. People understood. Hey, <laughs> Total yes. disclosure. Christ yeah. privilege. You know, the, we'll the, bring them back. And the thing is, we do have a uh, privilege in being in, in Christ. It's yes. not anything based upon what we've done <laughs> or who we are. No. But it's solely based upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ um, for our sins, mm -hmm. you know, and putting us in the in the family of God. Yeah, being man, in the incredible. family of God is a privilege. So let's get into this article here. I found this at the Christian Post. Um, the headline grabbed my attention: Johns Hopkins diversity head apologizes for newsletter that names Christians as privileged group. And I'm like, why are you apologizing for that? I I mean, this is great. I wish I could have been here on the front end. I you know, I'm sorry to only jump in on the retraction. Uh, anyway. Dr. Sharita Hill-Golden is the chief diversity officer at Johns Hopkins Medicine Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Health Equity. I'm pretty sure chief that position. Chief officer. I'm no. pretty sure that position was formed in 2020. Oh, like, that, that I, did not exist be. before then. I mean, there was goodness. none of that. Anyway, here we go. Let's get into it. A diversity officer at one of the top ranked hospitals in the nation mm -hmm. has apologized after sending out a newsletter in which Christians were listed as a privileged group in the January edition of the monthly diversity digest. Oh, that's a thing. <laughs> diversity digest. Wow. Okay. So, you know, it's like Reader's Digest, but just, you know. Diverse. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, the newsletter, <laughs> in this newsletter, Dr. Sharita Hill-Golden, the Chief Diversity Officer at Johns Hopkins Medicine, Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Health Equity. That's too long. By the way, if that has to go on your business card, <laughs> like if that's how you have to present yourself to people. You got to get it all in. Man, you know, all those words are important. Yeah, maybe they just shorten it wow. to, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> in the newsletter, uh, it listed, quote, Christians, white people, able bodied people, and males as example of examples of groups who enjoy privilege, wow. which the email actually went on to define. And I'm here for the definition, right? Like, I thought this was really interesting. So, the definition of what it is to be privileged mm -hmm. is, quote, a set of unearned benefits mm. given to people who are in a specific social group. Hey, hey. <laughs> Where am I arguing? That's at? us. We we are the people who have unearned benefits yeah. and they have been conferred upon us. We mm -hmm. have appropriated these benefits because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We are in a special group, those who now bear his name, and because of this have a new identity. And so now we have certain privileges, we have certain rights and access to God that we didn't have before, and now we have, and we didn't earn it. Mm. 
Yeah. Dr. Golden, I'm here for you. Yes. You got us. We're not a social group or anything like that. No, I mean, because I feel like that kind of diminishes our identity. We are in Christ. Mm -hmm. We are a collection, um, a new group of people who yeah. we we have our identity in Christ. I wouldn't say that we're just like a, you know, we're not just a club though. You know, we're right, not just right, a social right. group. We do socialize. Yeah, we do. Um, call it fellowship. We call it fellowship. You know, you know yeah. we, we get together, we break bread, we we come together for worship. We, you know, man, yeah, we we are we have a relationship with each other. So, yes, it's I'm and truly, very powerful and strong. I'm truly <laughs> really powerful and strong. I'm truly not offended by this. Like, really, when I read this article, I was like, no, this is what we have been saying for years, that we are a privileged group, that we have certain rights, that we have um, advantages that those who don't know Christ just don't have. And so I'm really encouraged that people have been able to point this out and to recognize it. Um, But then, you know, she had the retraction. And I don't understand why she had to print the retraction. Now, whatever pushback. the pressure, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a lot of it. You know, there was a lot of pushback. I, my thing is like, whenever I hear this, okay, I understand what they're trying to do with saying white males and they're trying to say this. The two that's in that category are Christians and able body and men. Like, <laughs> I said three then. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, just, and white people too, though. Yeah, just white people in general. I understand what I understand about that is the. <laughs> You what they see that? as being the racist, you know, this and that. They're looking at the history of the nation. And so, but it, it just seems like they're, I'm just saying, no, what I'm saying is. Wilbur X. I, I don't agree with them. I understand. But what I, I see, understand their flawed point of view. It's very flawed. Point of view. I understand that. Why are they picking on Christians? Like what, Because Christians they, are white people. <laughs> well, what are we? anomalies we're anomalies yeah no i get the point that you're trying to make like i don't know just yeah just the point you know i think the understanding here is that is that christians are white people in this country so if you are black you're not a christian you must have some sort of additional conviction that does not make you a white person type of christian guys i know it's ridiculous right and we are out of our minds in the words of the apostle paul we are out of our minds to even make this argument or to make this case or to give any credence to this position um it's absolutely absurd but this is the world that we're living in right so so the black people are not christians they probably have a little bit of that you know african heritage worship going on and they're not really christians Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you are enjoying what you hear, please remember to give it a rating or to leave a comment. Let people know that this podcast is a blessing to you. It helps to grow Culture Proof and we would be so grateful. Also, if you love Culture Proof and you want to support the ministry, why not pick up some merch and look good while you support the ministry of Culture Proof? Check out every podcast. You'll find a link in the description to where you can get your Culture Proof merch and support this ministry. We appreciate it. 95% of all startup businesses fail, and that's not great. But not enough entrepreneurs realize that only 5% of business acquisitions fail. Blue Collar Millionaire wants to help you succeed in business. Business can be good if you know where to look, what to look for, and how to acquire what you find. That's what Blue Collar Millionaire is all about. Kevin, Mark and Chris are three normal guys who grew their blue collar businesses into seven figure successes. Now, 
now they are helping others do the same thing. You can learn more when you visit bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Let their proven strategies teach you how to purchase into instant cash flow, processes, and systems that create the lifestyle you've dreamed of. It's time for your hard work to work hard for you. Discover the war room at bluecollarmillionaire.net. That's bluecollarmillionaire.net. Okay, back to this article. Here we go. Other groups of privilege listed in the email included heterosexuals, uh, middle or owning class people. What? Who? Wait a minute. Who is So people who own stuff? Like, so you if you own a house or so middle class or, or owning class, well, middle she, look, uh, she's privileged to too. Then middle aged people and English speaking people. She, oh. <laughs> so what is she? Why is she trying to be negative about Hold this? This second. is her, Doctor Sharita. Doctor Sharita Hill Golden is married to another physician who specializes in neonatology. Um, I think he also is employed by Johns Hopkins. Uh, they have one son. Let me tell you something. They are not struggling. They're not renting an apartment somewhere trying to get by. And it's amazing to me that because she's a black woman, she gets to make these kinds of assertions and then not be guilty of being in the privileged class. Like, so she's outside of the privileged class. I would be surprised if she wouldn't consider herself a Christian, too. She probably (laughs) does. I'm like, not that kind of Christian. Like, she's a black Christian, which is a different type of Christian. This is, look, I'm telling you, these people are not reading God's word. And they expect that we are not reading God's word. Now, look, I can understand being upset about different things that we see, you know, happening in this article. I can understand that. The only point that I want to make and the only thing that is not upsetting to me is that Christians are privileged. Yeah. Like, I mean. But but you just can't gloss by it. She must understand and know that she's privileged, too. And she's just pointing out other she's in this category of mm-hmm. people like so yeah. maybe she's coming from yeah i know i'm privileged but these people are too and this is these this is what makes up the privileged class no uh, i think there's a deception in it like and i think you're right to point it out i think there's a deception i'm not sure that even with what she has um acquired even with what she has achieved in life i don't think she would see herself as privileged because remember to be privileged is to be a certain skin color and to be a part of what would be considered a majority class. So because of her skin color and because of her chief identity of being a part of a minority class, she is not privileged and cannot be privileged. She mm. can have a family of two doctors and one son, a family of two doctors and one son mm-hmm. and their and family own a home and everything else and still not be privileged because that's, that's how this is defined. That's the same way that they view being racist. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. You gotcha. have to have power gotcha. in order to be racist. It's not it's not mm-hmm. a condition of the heart. So you can see that when you say middle class or owning class, that is disingenuous. She doesn't really mean that because then that would put her in the category exactly. of being exceedingly privileged. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, unless she's working for food. Look, no, we'll work for, look, unless she's working for food, she is extremely privileged in the United States of America. Getting right. back to this article, um, it goes on. Privilege operates on personal, 
interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels, and it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups, the newsletter added. Mm. Now, this is where, and I, I started off kind of, you know, jokingly saying that I love her definition of privilege. Um, there are aspects of this definition that I do think um, are represented or reflected in what it is to be a follower of Christ. And I'm going to make that case from scripture. But can I just say here that really she's going for the jugular in describing privilege in the way that she just did? Because here's the thing. She is now excluded from this definition. Why? Because she has not achieved what she achieved at the expense of anyone else. Mm -hmm. So she that's worked how she hard. gets around having all this stuff. Exactly right. I'm, I'm not privileged. Versus wow. a white person who may have what he or she has because it was passed down and other people were excluded from <sighs> that opportunity intentionally. And so now they have been able to benefit and profit off that exclusion. And what's crazy about that? is that that's a negative. That's crazy because stuff that's passed down, that's great. That inheritance right. for right. children's children, that's great. If you have a trade or something that you, a business or something that you're able to, that's great. And that's seen as a negative. It's like, man, this is loony. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm sure she will want to, for her son, have him you know, established in something, you know, that would be great. Yeah. But it's seen as a negative because it's white folks. Yeah, that's that's the only reason. That's crazy. That's the only reason. Well, this newsletter that circulated um, was then shared on X, formerly known as Twitter, and garnered over two million views. And so then there was massive pushback that's against good. Johns Hopkins and um, what? <laughs> what eventually happened is that Dr. Golden retracted her statements and apologized for what she said. Um, and let me just read, uh, let me read her apology here. So in the retraction, um, the newsletter, in the retraction, Dr. Golden wrote this. The newsletter included a definition of the word privilege, which upon reflection, I deeply regret. The intent of the newsletter is to inform and support an inclusive community at Hopkins. But the language of this definition clearly did not meet that goal. In fact, because it was overly simplistic, I don't know if it was simplistic. It seemed pretty like, you know, deep to me. You grabbed like every group, mm -hmm. like you grabbed every group except like, you know, the ones that you assign <laughs> right. like special protections to. Right. So anyway, she says that it was overly simplistic. Anyway, she says that it was overly simplistic and poorly worded. Mm. It had the opposite effect of being exclusionary and hurtful to members of our community. She goes on, I retract and disavow the definition I shared, and I am sorry. I will work to ensure that future messages better reflect our organizational goals. She was about to get fired. Well, she should have been fired. Well, I mean, she was about to be. Like, uh, when you come out with as strongly worded a retraction as this one, and you're covering all your bases, there was right. an immense amount of pressure. And there were people in the organization who said, you went too far. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's a, there's a certain amount of DEI-ness that yeah. we have to have, Just but you went too far. <laughs> I mean, you know, reassign her. <laughs> to what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, being a doctor. 
<laughs> I got it. That's what she is, right? Yes. Okay. That's yeah. my point. Well, go ahead. Back Reassign to, her yeah. to, to to operating in medicine. And I don't mean operating, but you know, functioning in yeah. in, in medicine. How yeah. about that? How, How about, about that? practicing medicine and staying out of these these social constructs that are really designed to destroy this country? Right. That are really designed to foster animosity among people groups living in this country. That's what these philosophies do. That's what these ideological convictions do. Having said all of that, mm -hmm. I would like to depart from reading this letter and this definition and I would look I would like to look at more eternal matters that I find in scripture strongly suggesting that Christians are privileged, that mm. we do have a certain amount of privilege that has been afforded us because of what Jesus Christ did. I'm not mad at the way she defines privilege as, um, and let me read it again here, because then I want to just kind of walk through. Um, this definition of privilege is listed as a set of unearned benefits. Yes, we mm -hmm. have a set of unearned benefits. Privilege operates on a personal Yes. Mm hmm. Me. Interpersonal. Yes. Set me in a family that now I get to interact with other members who have the same privilege. Cultural. Yes. I have a new culture because I have a new identity in Jesus Christ. I have identifying behavior that sets me apart from a condemned world. Mm -hmm. Yep. That absolutely is privilege. Does it provide an advantage and favor to me? Um, yeah. I don't have to be destroyed. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's absolutely an advantage. Yep. Do I, I have so. favor? And I'm going to talk about the favor that we have. Man, we live in a world that is constantly overwhelmed by worry and stress and anxiety. Here's my favor. Here's my advantage. I don't have to engage in any of that. Why? Because now in Christ, I serve the risen Lord. Mm -hmm. And in Christ now, I don't have to be stressed out about outcomes. I don't have to be stressed out about what happens on the other side of decisions because I can rest in things like Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good. Mm -hmm. To those who love the Lord and are called, are the called according to his purpose. That's right. This is incredibly life-giving. Yeah. That is a privilege. That's that a is privilege. an advantage that I have. Amen. And just go ahead and read also Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it, it lays out the privileges that we have in him. I mean, it's all throughout scripture. And so we can lean into that knowing that, yes, being in Christ is a privilege. And you might try to make it seem like a negative thing, but we know exactly what the Bible says about it. And so that's what we hang our hats on. Uh, Ephesians chapter one, I'm going to start at verse three and just listen to this. Like, think about it. if you are a Christian, like this is you, right? And, and we are privileged guys. We should never hide from that. I'm telling you, if we had more t-shirts, we'd say, go get you one. I should have worn mine today. We have Christ privilege and we should never be ashamed of that. We should never let someone make us hide in the corner because what we have was secured for us at great price at great price. All right. Ephesians chapter one, verses um, three through 14, but I'm just going to start out reading and we'll have some conversation around it. The Bible says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds privileged to me. Every spiritual every blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Every spiritual blessing. Mm -hmm. Can we just say, Chief, first and foremost among them, the forgiveness of our sin now having been reconciled back to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay, back to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will. So I am favored, I am chosen, 
I am chosen before I can even understand what it means to be chosen. This is an incredible privilege. I now have a rich inheritance in Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah, I'm privileged. And I am not ashamed of that. I have Christ privilege. I absolutely have privilege. And man, I'm going to tell you, if if we as Christians can be so bold as to really rest in that privilege, and I'm not talking about a boasting that is detached from what Jesus Christ has secured for us. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a boasting that makes its home in Christ, a boasting that makes its home in this new community that we have been born into because we have been born again. Mm. The Bible is very clear. Verse seven, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished Mm. on us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not skimpy on the privilege (laughs) that we have. (laughs) He has lavished grace on us. Us. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. In all wisdom and insight, he made known to us the mystery of his will, <laughs> according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times. That is the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him also, we have in- obtained an inheritance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we... We have an inheritance. Right. I'm not running from that. I have an inheritance. I have a privilege. Having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will. Okay, let me just focus on that just for a minute. So there is a privilege that we have, that we have obtained an inheritance. There is a peace that we have in that inheritance that no matter what we face in life, even though, by the way, we are facing the same trials, the same things that non-believers face, but we have a different privilege, right? We have a privilege of knowing that God works all of those things in accordance with his will. Mm -hmm. So why is that important? Because that is meant to produce peace in those of us who endure the trials, Guys, the world does not want us to know that we have this. The -hmm. enemy does not want us to know Mm -hmm. that we have this, and he doesn't want us to operate in it. So so we are to be ashamed of the privilege that we have. But I am saying Mm -hmm. I am unashamed of the gospel, which includes all of the privileges aforementioned. Amen. Amen. Those are ours. If we, like you said, we can lean into it. We can, uh, we should lean into it and say, yes, Lord, you know, this is what he has given to us. And if this, this caused us to, to be a privileged group of people, we accept that. Yes. You know, and I, she may have another idea of what she's thinking about, but this is the truth. This is the reality that in Christ Jesus, we have these privileges that we can be a part of the family of God and live for his glory. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter one, I'm just going to wrap up with verse 13 here Mm -hmm. in him, in Christ, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, verse 14, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Mm -hmm. So not only do we have privilege Not only do we have a life that is blessed, a life that we can live without worry and without anxiety, we are also sealed in Jesus Christ. So there is nothing that shakes us. There is nothing that plucks us from his hands. So we have an assurance that what we believe is truth. 
We have an assurance that the one who deposited the Holy Spirit in us is coming to get us again. Amen. Amen. I'm not I'm not embarrassed about that. Like I'm not be. I'm not sad about that. You know no, what I mean? We shouldn't be. This is what we have in Christ Jesus. And this is what everyone could have if they put their their faith and trust in him. Amen. You know, if you're listening, watching or whatever, and you don't know Jesus, this is this is what you could have. You know, and that, those things, you know, are not the sum of it all. What you can have that ultimately is a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, that when uh, uh, you pass away from this earth, you'll be in his presence. Amen. Amen. <laughs> in his presence, in the one who created you. And so, man, they try to make it seem like uh, these are part of the, the, the privileged class in a, in a negative way. You know, that white folks or church people or whatever, <laughs> men. Man, but in Christ, we do have a privilege and we are, we are happy about that. Look, I want I want to say that there are many groups that are listed in the Johns Hopkins um, newsletter, and there are many groups that can be offended about what Dr. Golden wrote. I just want to say, as a Christian, actually, I am not offended. I I don't have a problem with what you said. I actually do have privilege. Um, I'm I'm encouraged that you recognize that. I want to I want to say thank you for pointing that out. I am not going to cower, um, shrink back from that. Other groups that are listed may have problems with that and feel like, well, why did you list me? But I feel like as a Christian, yeah, man, and next time put us atop the list because <laughs> we do have privilege that is an expressed privilege. It's an overt privilege. It's an overt privilege. Is It's actually not something that is hidden. The Lord Jesus wants us to be identified with him. You know, it's amazing. I think of... Um, in the world, how Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Right. So we are having troubles, right? Like we who are Christians are having troubles, uh, experiencing troubles, just like those who are non-Christians. But the hope and the privilege that we have is knowing that he's overcome the world. Mm. It grieves me to think of people who suffer in this life and then will suffer for eternity. Wow. Because there is suffering in this life and there's suffering even for the Christian, right? Mm -hmm. Our privilege is not that we don't suffer. It's mm -hmm. not that we have some like hunky dory, like, Oh yeah, I don't have any problems existence. No, we actually right. do have problems, but our privilege is that we know who's Lord over those problems. We actually do suffer, but we know the one who left us an example on how to suffer, that we are going to reign with him forever. That's our privilege, Amen. right? Philippians chapter four, verse six says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So why are we not anxious in this world? Well, the reason we're not anxious in this world is because we have someone to go to. So we're not hopeless in this world. We're not living thinking that it all depends on us. When we struggle and wrestle with anxiety that overtakes us, it's because we have believed the lie that it all depends on us. Mm. And so when it is hopeless, we want to give up. This is why people commit suicide. When it is hopeless, we want to give up. We want a way out. What is the privilege of the Christian? The privilege of the Christian is knowing that we are hidden in Jesus Christ. Amen. We are hidden in him. So there is no hopelessness in Jesus Christ. He has overcome this world. And he wanted us to know that emphatically. Right. So we do have privilege. And what I want to say, and, and you know, as as um, as simply as possible, is that don't be ashamed to be associated with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Don't be ashamed to make much of the privilege that he has given us this newness of life. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. He has also granted to us all sorts of riches that are associated with being in Jesus Christ. We are heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. We are mm -hmm. no longer the objects of God's wrath. Amen. 
And by the way, if I can just say, we deserved to be. Mm. But Jesus Christ has rescued us from the destruction of this world and the time to come. Like for eternity, we are secured in the Lord. I'm not ashamed of that. Me neither. And we shouldn't be because it's a great thing. Something that we should lean into, something that we can know that God has given us this privilege. It's not because of who we are or based upon anything that we've done, but on his mercy and his Amen. grace. Amen. Amen. So look, the culture tells us to be ashamed of the privilege that we have or to be outraged or to be offended that it's even pointed out. I'm I'm going to say no on that one. I'm going to say, yeah, you pegged us right. Um, it is definitely privilege, a set of unearned benefits, nothing we could have done. And this is available to all who hear the gospel and the Holy Spirit moves on your heart and draws you to Christ. This is an unearned benefit that you would have eternal life. It is secured for you because of what Jesus Christ did and not because of what you did. Why? Because if it were secured for you because of what you did, then you would boast about it. But the Bible says that this grace, this grace that we have received, this amazing grace, right, is a gift that the Lord has extended to us. Um, it's not of works. So anyway, um, Dr. Sharita Hill Golden of Johns Hopkins, um, some long title that comes after that Office of Diversity, Inclusion and Health Equity. Um, she got us. And uh, and I'm, I'm glad that she did. When you resist those cultural trends that rival the truth, you remain culture proof. Until next time, Lord willing. God bless. Yeah.